the FT. A bailout for Greece is just the beginning. Desperate times, desperate measures. After months of costly delay, the Eurozone has come up with an enormous package of support for Greece. By bringing in the International Monetary Fund at Germany's behest, it has obtained some additional resources and a better program. But is it going to work? Alas, I have huge doubts. So what is this program? In Lautline, it is a package of 110 billion euros, equivalent to slightly more than a third of Greece's outstanding debt, 30 billion of which will come from the IMF, far more than normally permitted, and the rest from the Eurozone. This will be enough to take Greece out of the market, if necessary, for more than two years. In return, Greece has promised a fiscal consolidation of 11% of gross domestic product over three years, on top of the measures taken earlier, with the aim of reaching a 3% deficit by 2014, down from 13.6% in 2009. Government spending measures that yield savings of 5.25% of GDP over three years Pensions and wages will be reduced and then frozen for three years, with payment of seasonal bonuses abolished. Tax measures are to yield up four percent of GDP. Even so, public debt is forecast to peak at a hundred and fifty percent of GDP. In important respects, the program is far less unrealistic than its intra-European predecessor. Gone is the fantasy that there will be a mild economic contraction this year, followed by a return to steady growth. The new program apparently envisages a cumulative decline in GDP of about eight percent, though such forecasts are, of course, highly uncertain. Similarly, the old plan was founded on the assumption that Greece could slash its budget deficit to less than three percent of GDP by the end of 2012. The new plan sets 2014 as the target year. Two other features of what has been decided are noteworthy. First, there is to be no debt restructuring, and second, the European Central Bank will suspend the minimum credit rating required for the Greek government-backed assets used in its liquidity operations, thereby offering a lifeline to vulnerable Greek banks. So, does this program look sensible either for Greece or the eurozone? Yes and no in both cases. Let us start with Greece. It has now lost access to the markets. Thus, the alternative to agreeing to this package, whether or not it can be implemented, would be default. The country would then no longer pay debt interest, but it would have to close its primary fiscal deficit, the deficit before interest payments of nine to ten percent of GDP at once. This will be a far more brutal tightening than Greece has now agreed. Moreover, with default, the banking system would collapse. Greece is right to promise the moon to gain the time to eliminate its primary deficit more smoothly. Yet it is hard to believe that Greece can avoid debt restructuring. First, assume for the moment that all goes to plan. Assume too that Greece's average interest on long-term debt turns out to be as low as five percent. The country must then run a primary surplus of 4.5 percent of GDP, with revenue equal to 7.5 percent of GDP, devoted to interest payments. Will the Greek public bear that burden year after weary year? Second, even the IMF's new forecasts look optimistic to me. 
given the huge fiscal retrenchment now planned and the absence of exchange rate or monetary policy offsets, Greece is likely to find itself in a prolonged slump. Would structural reform do the trick? Not unless it delivers a huge fall in nominal unit labor costs, since Greece will need a prolonged surge in net exports to offset the massive fiscal tightening. The alternative would be a huge expansion in the financial deficit of the Greek private sector, and that seems inconceivable. Moreover, if nominal wages did fall, the debt burden would become even worse than forecast. Willem Bauter, now chief economist at Citigroup, notes in a fascinating newspaper that other high-income countries, notably Canada, between 1994 and 98, Sweden, between 1993 and 98, and New Zealand, between 1990 and 94, have succeeded with fiscal consolidation. But initial conditions were far more favorable in these three cases. Greece is effectively being asked to do what Latin America did in the 1980s. That led to a lost decade, the beneficiaries being foreign creditors. Moreover, as creditors are now being paid to escape, who will replace them? This package will surely fail to return Greece to the market on manageable terms in just a few years. More money will be needed if debt restructuring is unwisely ruled out. For other Eurozone members, the program prevents an immediate shock to fragile financial systems. It is overtly a rescue of Greece, but covertly a bailout of banks. But it is far from clear that it will help other members now in the firing line. Investors could well conclude that the scale of the package required for tiny Greece and the overwhelming difficulty of agreeing and ratifying it, particularly in Germany, suggests that further such packages are going to be elusive. Other Eurozone members might well end up on their own. None is in as bad a condition as Greece, and none has shown the same malfeasance, but several have unsustainable fiscal deficits and rapidly rising debt ratios. In this, their situation does not differ from that of the UK and US, but they lack the same policy options. This story, in short, is not over. For the Eurozone as a whole, two lessons are clear. First, it has a choice. Either it allows sovereign defaults, however messy, or it creates a true fiscal union with strong discipline and funds sufficient to cushion adjustment in crushed economies. Mr. Bauter recommends a European monetary fund of 2,000 billion euros. And second, adjustment in the Eurozone is not going to work without offsetting adjustments in core countries. If the Eurozone is willing to live with close to stagnant overall demand, it will simply become an arena for beggar-my-neighbor competitive disinflation with growing reliance on world markets as a vent for surplus. Few are going to like this outcome. The crisis now unfolding confirms the wisdom of those who saw the euro as a highly risky venture. These shocks are not that surprising. On the contrary, they could have been expected. The fear that yoking together such diverse countries would increase tension rather than reduce it, also appears vindicated. Look at the surge of anti-European sentiment inside Germany today. Yet now that the Eurozone has been created, it must work. The attempted rescue of Greece is just the beginning of the story. Much more still needs to be done in responding to the immediate crisis and in reforming the Eurozone itself in the not-too-distant future. 
For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.